Welcome to Love, Sex, and Relationships with the Professor and Professor T. Love. And today we are going to talk about something so important. We're going to talk about toxic relationships. Now, please, I want everybody to understand a toxic relationship does not necessarily just have to apply to a personal or intimate relationship. You should also consider for when you're running a business, you may have employees, a business partner, leading an organization, or even managing a team. Toxicity of uh, interaction with people can occur at any time. That's and for sure. these, um, yeah, and it's very important because we got to remember. Let's think about what the purpose and the concept of a relationship is. A relationship is to help you grow, to build, to advance, to make you feel good. There's a, there's, there's a whole host of reasons why we have relationships. But if those relationships are taxing, draining, or causing you harm mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, academically, socially, whatever, even psycho- psychologically, then all the more reason why we need to distance ourselves. Because if it is causing harm to us in any form or manner such as that then guess what we don't need the relationship we should consider getting away so today we have an article from Inc and it is 35 ways to recognize a toxic relationship okay so we're going to go through as many of them as we can during this podcast the first one is all take no give Meaning any relationship in which you experience withdrawals of energy without a deposit will leave you negative. For example, let's say you're, you're constantly, you know, trying to make someone feel good or say positive quotes or inspirational, and you are constantly giving that to them every single day, but they don't give it back to you in any form or fashion. They talk, oh, no, it's not a good day. You know, oh, it's, it, you, you know, what you did was horrible yesterday. They don't bring anything else to the table. But I'm going to add the second one, which is feeling drained. If instead of feeling happy and productive, you're always mentally, emotionally, and even physically drained, then it's time to reevaluate. I'm putting those two together because they, they sort of go hand in hand. If you give to a person and you get nothing back in return whatsoever, there you're constantly giving, 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 giving in a relationship, which should be a combination of give and take. What do you think about that, Tilo? Well, yeah, because, you know, I agree with that. And we have to be very careful, you know, when you have these, I call them one-sided relationships. And when I say one-sided, meaning that it seems like you're doing all the um, emotional giving, you're doing all the supporting, you know, you're doing all the encouraging, but at the end of the day, you know, the person turns around and, and takes what you've given and treats it as if it's garbage. And when we have a situation where a person take, is taking something that is so positive, and treating it like garbage, then right there you know that that's that's a toxic relationship. And what happens is when you you know you know when you're in a relationship, it's about give and take. 
And, you know, one thing that's important that we as humans, we're very sensitive. And I think sometimes we forget that, you know, we think, you know, uh, she said that to me, you know, I'm going to bounce it off my skin. No, the hell with bouncing it off my skin. I want to know why you said that. Because you don't think that you saying something negative didn't deposit something in my spirit? We're not talking about skin. We're talking about spirit. Okay? So, when you, you, you deposit, enough, deposit enough negative stuff into a person's spirit, then it becomes draining. And it definitely will take a toll on you to the point that it, it'll become very toxic. Exactly. Um, there may be one or two type of relationships and really just one. And even that is not necessarily one where it drains your soul. And that's usually becoming a parent, especially when the child is small or even if you're a foster parent. There's right. a certain amount of drainage that you will get. But in return of the drainage that you get, hopefully with the advancement and the growth of the child, you will get some sense of fulfillment. So that is really basically and the only time that even as parents, sometimes we have to learn to let go so that the child can grow. We can only do what we can and lay down that foundation of giving them the knowledge, the experience. And after a while, we have to trust that what we did was good enough and, right. and be there and let them come to us when they have an issue. We can't shelter them from the storm forever because that's where the drainage comes in. Right. And when we're talking an intimate relationship with one-on-one and we have chosen this person to be in our life, whatever level that is, whether it's business or personal, then that's when sometimes we have to reevaluate. But the next ones I'm going to go at, and I are together. The third, third one would be lack of trust. A relationship with lack of trust or there's no trust within the relationship is like a car without any gas. That's so right. The you sit in it, you're still not going anywhere. The next one I'm going to add is a hostile atmosphere. Constant anger is a sure sign of an unhealthy relationship. You should never be around hostility because it makes you feel safe. Now, to me, lack of relate, lack of trust, hostile relationship, and occupied with imbalance, a one-sided relationship that can never um, run smoothly. Now, I would lump all those three together because they sort of feed into each other. If there is a lack of trust, there is going to be an air of hostility. And if there's an air of hostility, then guess what? There's going to be an imbalance between the parties that are involved, whether it's a business relationship. If I'm, if I'm in a business, if I choose a business partner and I can't trust them with the money or I can't trust them to collect the money or I can't trust them with the inventory, that's going to cause a problem. I'm going to have a certain amount of anxiety every time I deal with them or I have to address that's the issue that is associated with the money. Same thing with if it's a personal relationship. If you, your partner's email, text messages, cell phone, heart rate, um, GPS, or anything on a regular basis, you are creating a sense of hostility, not only for yourself, because you feel that you constantly have to check this person, and find out where they're going, who they're talking to, why they're talking to them, how long they're talking to them, and what the conversation is about, 
then you created a sense of hostility. And even for that person, because they know that they're under the microscope. And then all of that comes, all of these feelings, lack of trust, hostile atmosphere, is going to lead to an imbalance in the relationship. Because one side is going to be okay, but the other side may not be. Or it's going to be, it's going to cause tension. It's going to be tension on one side because one person feels that they have to be Nancy Drew and, and Matt Locke and, uh, <laughs> you know, law and order. And the other side is, is not going to know that, you know, they're going to feel like they're in a, um, one of those uh, glasses in a, in a research lab or a research monkey. And they're, they're in the cage and they're constantly being walking out. So this is, this is part of the issue. What do you think of that? Well, you know, I had that experience. And I'm going to tell you, we talk, we're going to talk all about this, but one imp very important foundational thing that you must have in a relationship is trust. If you have no trust, it's out the window. We could talk about how you talk to me today and how you talk to me yesterday. But if there's no trust in the relationship, it's over. And I had that experience. And let me tell you something. One thing that really irritates me to no end is to turn around and have spent all this time with you and then you turn around and tell me you don't trust me. And then I'm thinking to myself, and especially if you're letting me know that at some point in the relationship, I'm not talking about in the beginning, but you, uh -huh. you let me know that you don't trust me and then what you're saying you don't trust me on is not valid. And, you, uh -huh. and then you're using that as an excuse to get out of the relationship. And I remember I, I said to someone, I said, listen, I said, I, I said, I don't need to, you know, you I open up the door, and let you walk the hell out because I'm not going to sit uh -huh. up here and tolerate you telling me you don't trust me. And then the accusation of why you don't trust me is not true. And that happened to me. So that is also toxic. Okay. That is very, very uh -huh. toxic. And I'm going to well, tell I wanna you. And like I said, with a, with a hostile atmosphere, because you talked about two points. You said lack of trust, and you talked about a hostile atmosphere. When you have a lack of, lack of trust, that also causes a hostile atmosphere. And it means mm -hmm. that your relationship going forward is going to be unhealthy. What you think? And also imbalance. Right. Because it's imbalance. Because you're saying that you don't be an trust imbalance. me. Right. You saying that you don't trust me invalidated everything we've done. Right. And it's remember it's also it's imbalanced and it'll never run smoothly smoothly. Right. You know, it's just like if you're driving a car, you got a flat on one side, guess what? You're not gonna get or you got one one tire with low pressure, another one with high pressure, you're not gonna get the mileage out of the gas that you need to, to get. Okay, so it is going to cause an unhealthy one-sided relationship. That's right. Um, the next, you know, and most people don't want to admit that or want to see that. And a lot of times, you got to also remember, we, we make excuses, okay? That's There's right. excuses. The person, you know, it, and excuses can come for lack of trust from either side. Like, that person can say... Oh, well, it's not that I don't trust you. It's just that I had bad experiences. Or the other fame, another good excuse people say, it's not that I don't trust you. It's just that you can't ask me to trust somebody else. 
or um, I'm trying to think of some good ones. Um, you, you, you know, you got to understand. I just want to protect you because you mean so much to me. Oh, that's such bullshit. Um, <laughs> that's, a bull- <laughs> that's a bullshit um, lie right I mean, there. I mean, these, but these are, listen, but these are the excuses that occur. Now, no, no, no. I, you know, I, know, I know those are the excuses. <laughs> I'm just saying from my point of view. That is bullshit. But anyway, continue. Go ahead. Okay. Um, also, you know, and a lot of times these things can be justified. They can be um, seen as as valid reasons, especially for the person who is on the receiving end, because maybe they were in a relationship where someone did not care for them. The person did not pay enough attention to them, or even the person was not there for them. So they're, they're trying to maneuver and navigate their their way through what this person is telling them and the validity of it. Because <clears throat> a lot of times we have to understand our true self-worth. And we have to look at everything that's involved, that's encompassed in that and what they're really saying. Because what we don't understand is wording is everything vocabulary use of language is everything absolutely you know just like if you had to translate be very careful because in other languages they may not use what americans use or right. the english language they may not use that you know mm-hmm. we could go to london and use what we over there in london they don't use what we use right. so look at something when someone says okay well another guy or another woman no I'm not asking I'm not asking because it doesn't matter at the end of the day it doesn't matter what they do it's what I do because I made the commitment to right. you so if you haven't and what your base it, it still comes back to the same bullshit at the end of the goddamn day no matter how you look at it if someone right. says I ain't asking you to trust I'm not, you You asking me to trust someone else no no no. I'm asking you to trust me and if you don't trust me then that's what it comes down to I'm not right. asking you to trust them shit I don't even know if I trust them right okay so we gotta look at what he's really saying in that okay right I'm gonna move on to the next one because we got so many tough we got so much to add to that <laughs> Right. The next one is um, this is this one right here is my ultimate favorite, and I'm gonna get back to this one, but I'm gonna add these two together. Constant judgment in judgmental relationships, criticism is not intended to be helpful, but rather belittling. Okay. Another one is persistent unreliability. Mutual reliability is important to building trust and is is at the core of any good relationship. And then the, the last one I'm going to add to this one is if the other party's interest in the relationship is really just a reflection of him or herself, it's impossible to achieve any kind of balance, meaning a nonstop narcissist. Now, I, cut, I added all these together for a particular reason. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to talk about my own personal experience, especially being the quote-unquote professor. You know, the start of uh, my company, Pearls of Black, was that of adult products. So a lot of times when meeting people, mainly men, you know, because I'm dating men, mainly men, uh, a lot of the issues that would come about would be uh, 
things of lack of trust or they would assume that I'm walking around having sex or masturbating down the street. I don't know how you could do that <laughs> if you run a business. Right. Like if I'm selling the product. Wow, you pretty you pretty um you pretty flexible you could masturbate and 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 sell products walking down the street. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how, how I could possibly do that. Or I'm this oversexed individual. Uh-huh. Now, people would draw this conclusion once again because, like I said, I sell adult toy products. I speak about them. I talk about them. You know, now the company has um, grown. We've grown in different areas. We're adding um, uh, different dimensions to it to cover the whole gamut of uh, sexual health and um, self-improvement. And it still amazes me that the ignorance that is associated with that because a lot of it it is just what like I said it is just it is a business at the end of the day mm-hmm. okay it's, it's a business so there's no possible way that if if I'm having that much sex mm-hmm. with this many people there's no way I can run a business there's no way I can do podcasts there's no way I can work on a on an internet show, there's no way I can work on a website. There's no way I can order products because my time would be consumed with something else. It wouldn't be consumed with my business. So when you judge a person, prejudge them and assume that this is what they're doing, that to me is craziness. Now, it's different if, if I said that I was a, a prostitute or I don't even want to pick on strippers because strippers, some of them, it's just a nine to five to them too, you know. But if they had an extra, it's different if I was dressed this way or I advertise and I said, hey, I give massage, whatever it is, there would be other blatant indications of that. So when touch and it comes, it irritates the hell out of me, you know, but no one thinks about you know the man who he doesn't have a job but he you know he could be having ten thousand hey but for me it becomes purple but sometimes when I date the that you know you get a prejudgment and any any person could get prejudgment and when right. you get prejudgment that connected to unreliability because a person if a, pr- a person is prejudging you they are determining what you need That's from right. them and they're only going to give you what they feel you need. Not what you want or what you need to make this a successful relationship, but what they need. Okay? Now, we we women especially, but men too, you got to understand what that means. Like, if you're dating someone, and let's say that person can take care of you financially. They can handle all of your bills. Okay? But you need emotional support. For them, they may not want to give emotional support. They may not know how to give emotional support. But even if we go back to the idea, let's say we focus on the concept of the emotional, the financial support that they can give you. Even within that, they they can determine what you need for emotional support. I mean, financial support. Meaning, yeah, they'll help you pay a bill, but will they help you learn how to make money? Right. You know, it's like the concept. I can teach you how to cook, and you'll eat for a night or two. But if I teach you how to fish, you'll eat for the rest of your life. And someone who is constantly, they can take care of your financial needs, may not want to teach you how to be financially independent 
because they want to control that. So then right. that's when the instability can pop up in your head about that. Because you know they'll only pay a bill, but they won't teach you anything more. And that's where unreliability, because if I'm giving you support, then I want to enrich your life. I want to make sure you can survive in the event that I'm not here. But they don't want you to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that goes... That also goes back to them being a non-stop narcissist, okay? Meaning their, their perception of how the relationship should be, how you should be, is based on their opinion, their thoughts, their feelings, their needs, okay? It's really a reflection of themselves, not of what the whole entire relationship needs, not what would make you better. Mm-hmm. Okay, and a lot of times they don't want to change you. They're going to want to change you. Okay, we'll learn more about that later on. But go ahead. Um, what were you? Or you want to add to it, Sheila? Well, you know, you you covered like three things here. You know, um, and like I said to you earlier in the conversation, that a one-sided relationship is not going to work. It, it won't. Um, and not to my recollection, has it ever worked? You know, and. <laughs> In a relationship where you have this thing where there's constant criticism, you know, you always looking for every little particular flaw that I have, but you don't never look at yourself, right? Like you're the you're the picture of of perfectness and perfection, and then when we get around our friends and everything, you turn around and then you think that's the time to go in on me because you want to assert your authority or assert whatever power or what you think you have in the relationship. And I think to me, if you try to clown me in front of my friends, that's that's when I'm gonna clown you so bad that your friends are gonna be like, nah, you you shouldn't have messed with wifey like that. You know what I'm saying? Cause that you know, cause to me, when you clown me or you judge me in in, in private and you judge me in front of people, that tells people right there you're an asshole. And and mm-hmm. now your secret is out that you're an absolute dickhead. And when I say dickhead. I'm talking about you a dickhead. I don't care if you're gay or straight. You are a dickhead because I like the word dickhead. Okay? And (laughs) I just do. Because right now I'm looking at you like a fucking dildo. You understand? And you know you're about to get hurt because I'm going to hurt your feelings right now. And I'm going to embarrass you. And I never want to be with a partner that they feel that's their time to go in on me. You understand what I'm saying? And then they want to go in on me in public. You know, like you trying to show that you on top. You ain't on fucking top. As far as I'm concerned, you under the bottom of my foot. And that's where you need to be. Okay? And then you talked about the persistent unreliability. Well, if you don't trust me, then you feel I'm unreliable. So if Mm -hmm. I'm up here contributing to the relationship, taking you out, showing you different things, expressing who I am to you, showing my love to you, but yet still, you want to throw up that I, you don't trust me? Well, you know, well, if you don't trust me, then why are you the recipient of all this stuff that I'm doing for you? Emotionally, financially, all of that. You don't need to be the okay. recipient. Well, that's not how they see it, though. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh-huh. They're not going to see it that way. They're going to see it as, well, you're not doing anything. Right. You know, after all you done, you know, you done spent all this time with them. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is going on in their head that they think that? So you're right. They don't see that. At least they don't want to see that. 
You understand what I'm saying? Because as far as they're concerned, they, in their little mind, they, they want to try to diminish you as much as possible. And also, remember, we had, we had, um, we did a talk show about the balance of power financially in a relationship and how people can use that to control you. So they figure if they bringing in the big bucks and, you know, they flossing and glossing and everything, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and they, and they figure, you know, they, they run, they got some kind of thought, but then they look at what you contribute as minuscule compared to what you might've contributed. Sometimes people don't have money to contribute, but they contribute in other ways, whether it's through support, whether it is by having your back, whether it is by handling the house, handling the finances in the house, but yet still in your eyes, just because you're not making as much money as me, your, which your contribution is minuscule. Well, we, and also, another thing I think I uh, remember that podcast and pointing out is we also got to understand the value of what we're putting out. See, a lot of times, that the reason why they may not think it's important because we we minimalize it. You know, if I'm a if I'm a housewife and I stay home and take care, and I stay home and I take care of the kids, then I can't minimalize it. I can't say it's less than. Right. I can't say, um, hey, oh well, all I'm doing is staying home and taking care of the kids. You know, no, that's just as important. Those kids got to eat. They got to go to school. The homework got to be done. The house got to be clean. You know, somebody got to go food shopping, they got to go to the doctor, they got to go to the dentist, you know, whatever it is that you need to do. And a lot of times, we're the ones who minimalize it. We're the ones who say, oh, it's, oh, it's okay, but he pays all the bills. And also, we also got to look at it, we can't let them think it's minimal. Right. If we let them treat what well, our contribution is minimal, that's then right. that's part of the problem too. That's you know, right. because you can you can you can be a you can be someone who, yes, you are in control of the finances and you've got all the bills paid and everything is popping up and you know, all of these things there. Yeah, you can pay for the house, you can pay for the car, you can pay for this. But if I'm the wife or if I'm the, the, the partner and I'm at home and I'm taking care of the kids, but I'm the one that does the decorating, cooking, the cleaning, the dusting, taking care of the kids, the balancing the checkbooks, then guess what? It doesn't matter if you can pay for the house, the car, the 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 uh the furniture. It doesn't none of that matters. Because somebody got a, someone has to maintain daily operations, right? That's right. It's just like in a company. <laughs> but right, if you exactly. Don't have, you you can have the seat. You can have the chief executive officer. That's right. But what good is the chief executive officer if if all all it is the bills comes in? He doesn't handle the bills. You got to right. at least have an accountant. You got to have that's a, right. A, Meaning a you got to have your you got to you, right. You, know you got to have your. You gotta have your backup people. You know what I'm saying? So while I'm handling it on the front end, my baby is handling it on the back end. You understand what I'm saying? And I, you know, she exactly. got my back on the back end. And I know that the you know, whatever she needs, she'll tell me, we well, you know, babe, I need this, you know, to do this and I need this, and I'll be like, All right, I got you here and then I let her know, listen, this is what I gotta do here so we can do this on the back end. You know what I'm saying? We work together as a team. Right. But it's also acknowledging. That's what right. I'm really trying to point. You right. acknowledge what she's doing is just as important. That's because right. Because if, if, you, if you had to hire someone to come in and um, decorate the house, take care of the kids, doing it, that, that's a job in itself. That's right. That's, that's and it is. And, don't, and, that, and, and I, by no means, and I get sick and tired of people thinking that whoever's on the, that's behind them 
they work they work is not equal you understand we you know we we gonna be in this relationship we gonna be equal you understand what I'm saying I have to see what you do is valid just as much as you see what I do is valid and we come together at the end of the day because no matter what it contributes to the one one whole you understand what I'm saying meaning that it contributes to putting the putting the money in the bank contributes to putting the food on the table it contributes to you having this you know I call it the you know Sheila E had that song glamorous life you understand mm -hmm. it contributes to the glamorous life but if you think you're the fucking glamorous life then you know there's a problem exactly and that's usually where the problem comes that's usually where the problem comes in somebody only sees one side as being the the glorious side but right. we're gonna we're gonna move right. on because that that could be a whole show in itself that's right um, the glamorous life <laughs> the, <laughs> the next three i'm gonna cover is the relationship is loaded with negative energy. Ooh. It's impossible Ooh. for anything positive to come out of a relationship. Hold on. <laughs> relationship oh filled with negativity. You got that the, right. The next one is a lack of communication. Without communication, there is no relationship, period. The third one we're going to cover is continuous disrespect. Ooh. Mutual respect is the first requirement of a good partnership. Okay. Uh, uh, like no again. disrespect. Talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> okay. Once again, I feel that all three of these sort of lead into each other. Whichever order suits you is basically um, how it is. But if it's, la if it's loaded with negative energy, then there's nothing positive that's going to come out. And lack of communication. Well, lack of communication to me is just as bad as um, disrespectful communication or non-productive, really non-productive communication. Because lack of communication, you say there is no relationship. That is true. But if you have communication with someone and all you're doing is commute, um, communicating ne negativity, then that's just as harmful, okay? You don't have nothing positive to say. Or if your positivity turns into negativity, it's just as bad as lack of communication because you're negating the very positive thing you're trying to put out there. So you might as well not say anything. Right. And the other one is continuous disrespect, which to me, all of these lead into to that. And disrespect does not have to be something as blatant as calling someone out their name, calling them a hoe, a bitch, or it does not, it, it's, a lot of times it's what is implied. What is implied, okay? You know, and what you're saying about a person's character. Now, sometimes we don't even look at that. We look at, you know, the blatant ones. Oh, you're a hoe, you're a bitch. And, you know, everybody, you know, everybody's hand is getting in a, in, a, in a bunch when these things are said. But sometimes it's what is not said. You know, if someone, if you're dating someone for the first time or y'all are talking about whatever sex or whatever it is, and the person, you know, you know, they ask you if you're sexually active or if you have a partner. And you're like, no, nah, you know, I don't have anybody at this time. I've been celibate. And if that person turns around to say to you, well, all people say that. You, right. They've already set the tone of the relationship. Right. How, if you're talking about yourself, why are they categorizing you with some other women or other people who may say that? And that's right. true. There's some 
a lot of women that say that and men they out there because they may not understand the concept of celibacy mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. if someone says that to you immediately let that be a warning sign okay mm-hmm. a warning sign because they're already categorizing you with other lying people that they've encountered or that right. they've heard they may not even have encountered them their right. boys or somebody could have told them that shit and they think it's you and also lack of disrespect could also be something like um <clears throat> if you talk about you know things that you want to do uh-huh. you know and they are not positive they're not they're not encouraging or they try to imply that you're an idiot and you don't know that Wow. You know, it's one thing that suggests the person their direct opinion and they give it to you. That's one thing. But if someone gives you an opinion and it wasn't requested and then their opinion is not even um, given in a positive manner or giving you some kind of praises or or clarity or some, some, something that's encouraging, then that's a problem. Right. That's a major problem. What do you think, Professor? Well, you know what? Like, like I said to you, you know, <laughs> I, I I don't like like I told you, I don't like disrespect. That that is my pet peeve. Not a pet peeve. I just don't like it. It goes against me as a human. I don't like to give people disrespect either. You know, I have to watch myself too. But I feel like when you don't have respect for the partner that you with, it's going downhill. Just like you, 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 if a one-sided relationship is no good, when you start, you know, I, you know, and I'm just giving an experience, you know, from someone that I know that they went for a whole year without trying to, you know, they left they, you know, they left their partner, didn't communicate with them for a whole fucking year, didn't want to know if they was living or dying or breathing, and then want to come back into the relationship as if that shit never was not a problem. I have a problem with that. Because if you was a concern about me for one year, I'm not talking about two months. No, I'm not even talking about one week or two or three weeks. You decided not to talk to me for a year. You didn't want to follow up with me. You didn't want to, you, you didn't care if I was sick. The only time you came back on the scene was because you found out somebody else was dealing with your friend. You know what I'm saying? To me, you're a punk. You're a coward. I don't give a shit what your reasoning is. If I am married to you, I'm not going to disappear on you for a, a, a year and not try to find out what's going on with you. I hate that because that tells me. And then, too, on the, on the, same, on the same vein, the person that tolerated that, they shouldn't have tolerated it because that right there told me, you know what? If you want to be to yourself, then you know what? Let's break this shit up. Let's break it up, you know, because you're going to starve me for a whole year because you need to figure out what's going on with you. You know what? You can figure out what the hell is going on with you by yourself because I will give you your papers and let you go on about your business. And you can be all by yourself 365 days of the year for the rest of your life. Okay. (laughs) Well, I want to, I want to, I want to jump in on that. Uh I'm, I'm, you know, it's not, it is a slight defense, but, you know, may not be seen as a slight defense. Um, Some people, and what happens a lot of times is when you are married, 
and when a person takes the vows more seriously and understands what marriage is about. Sometimes in a marriage, you endure a little more than you would when you were single. And that's why a marriage is a lot different than when you're single or living together. Like people try to put them on the same level, it's not. Because when you're married, you're making a, a, a mutual agreement really in the concept of marriage is for the advancement of the community as well as yourself you are making a public acknowledgement that hey we're going to be the best that we can we're going to work together we're going to work on certain things so a lot of times when people are married they have a tendency including myself when I was married um, you have a tendency to try to tolerate to work things out and sometimes that sometimes that concept in theory does apply when a person is single especially when they're trying to navigate through their own issues that they have they they know that they need to improve in certain areas and that's where the waters get murky but once you make a commitment in a marriage it's a little different you you say for better or for worse so you're hoping that maybe the person your your spouse I'm only going to talk about a spouse in this case spouse has a mental illness or if they have a drug addiction or if they have some kind of something going on you try to give them a little space for them to grow because of especially if you've invested a lot if you've invested in a lot in it it's going to be a little hard for you to walk in but if there's no investment then that's a different animal you know then that made then I can understand why if you're married you will walk away because there is no no mutual investment or really you know because you don't want to give up on that but I do understand what you're saying. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I understand that. But at the, but at the same time, mm-hmm. my thing is, this this didn't just happen once. It happened, okay. It happened a few times where they basically abandoned the relationship. Now, it's the okay. difference between walking away and then abandoning there's Absolutely. There's a difference. I'm not saying that, you know, you have a little bit more invested, so you you might be a little bit more tolerant. However, when you abandon, I'm not tolerant of that. Okay? And especially if you abandon the relationship, not once, but maybe a few times. And then mm-hmm. I'm tolerating, thinking, okay, you know, maybe they're going through. No. After that, I don't think there's, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to give you that much room. Because cause now okay. we need to figure out what's going on here. What do you what what do you really want? You know, because if I see enough of your behavior, you understand, and and I'm tolerant of that behavior and, and the outcome, I'm the one getting burnt. You're not getting burnt. Mm-hmm. I'm getting burnt. Mm-hmm. So right. I have to look at that. Because if I'm on the receiving end of you abandoning me, then I gotta make some decisions. And say, you know what? Maybe this isn't for you anymore. And you know, and even though you might have tried counseling or whatever, and and or whatever, you know, and, and, and I still see that behavior, then that's that's my time to make to make the exit out the door because now you're making me sick. And this is where again we're talking about toxicity now, because now because I've allowed that, and I'm not saying that any person that has allowed that a few times that there's something wrong with them. No, because sometimes usually the one that wants to work it out is the one that receives the 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 the, the, the short end of the stick. 
but mm-hmm. but if I'm the one only wanting to work it out and you're not, or I gotta cajole you to work it out, nah, we done. Yeah, but remember, like like you like you pointed out so eloquently. Uh, I'm sorry, like you pointed out so eloquently, it's very important. That just like the person who walked away or who quote unquote abandoned it for a little period of time, it's also up to the person who is allowing that person to walk away and return to sit up there and make sure that they express their feelings. Right. That they also talk about, you know, what they're not gonna um they're not gonna deal with anymore. Okay, so we're gonna move on because that that's the we can go on about that one. The next one is next thing I'm gonna add together is mutual avoidance. If you spend your time avoiding each other, that should tell you all you need. That's basically That's what you're right. talking about. <laughs> Another one is insufficient support. If you cannot turn to each other, is there a reason to be in a relationship? Once again, that feeds into the other one. And ceaseless control issues if one person is in control or a constant tug of war is going on you're probably spending too much energy navigating the relationship well pretty much you did cover mutual avoidance meaning both parties basically said okay I'm gonna let this person go do their thing and they may they they may also have to that person may also have to look at what's going on internally within themselves because maybe there's a reason why they're tolerating that maybe there's a reason why they're doing that so maybe they need to talk to someone about that to find out why is that acceptable what what is the reason behind them accepting it insufficient support you can't turn to it so if somebody's not there then you don't have nobody right. you ain't got to. nobody if your partner is um aoa wall awol who the hell are you turning to well you turn into the next person and then right. that's right. when the person yes hello upset, hint, hint, hint 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 yeah you turn, you turn into the, you turn into the next person, right? Because you turn into the person that's giving you the support that you need, and, and you that's what ends up happening. Exactly, and then that's when a lot of times infidelity issues come in, and then people, you know, it amazes me because then all of a sudden people don't understand why there's an infidelity issue. Right. You know, everybody wants to, you know, look like a deer caught in headlights. Okay, so you know, and why are you that. doing this to me? And why? Yeah, but you you don't do you not understand why that happened? You know, a lot of times right. we're the cause of our own problems. Exactly. And you don't exactly. want somebody in the relationship to turn their direction to somebody that's going to give them what you're not giving them in their in the relationship they have with you. So you can't exactly. sit up here, beat your chest like a caveman or a cavewoman and get upset because really you don't have no reason to get upset about nothing because you cause but you know it's, I know but we as humans will always find a reason <laughs> you know but I'm gonna, you're gonna go be like oh I hate that person I hate yeah you can say that if you want to but at the end of the day did you do what you were supposed to do that, okay, but then the next the next question is, what is it they're supposed to do? Some people may not know, but we're gonna continue. Let let me go on to All the right. other one. There's so many more. We are not fifteen. <laughs> uh, 
never-ending drama. Good relationships improve your life. They don't make it messier. Persistent self-betrayal. If you find yourself changing your opinions to please someone else, you're damaging, you're in a damaging relationship. Oh, God, I can talk about that one. Consistent challenges. All relationships go through challenges, but good relationships work through them. That's what I was um, talking about. But I'm going to, I'm going to add like two more. The other one, feelings of unworthiness. It's an indigenous negative thing relationships do. They leave you feeling you don't deserve any better. Right. Another one I'm going to add is um, vibes of entrapment. Is the other person a positive force in, in your life or are, or are you there because you don't see any way out? Okay. And then I'm going to add one more. Always undermining. If a relationship can't be reassuring, it is failing a critical test. Okay, now this is a mouthful. Okay, this is a mouthful right here. And I'm adding all of them um, together because um, I really think that they definitely feed into, I, well, matter of fact, in my opinion, they do feed into each other. Never ending drama. You know, when you're constantly with someone and, you know, you wake up, you talk to them, and then there's some drama either going on in their life, not even in their life alone or someone else's life, but they're putting drama into your relationship. They're making things bigger than what they are. Log out, Gary Ferguson. Or they're holding on to things of the past. Media. You know, and because of that... That is where you can sense, have a, a sense of feelings of unworthiness, uh-huh. meaning that they're holding on to a comment you said, maybe something you did, and it may not even be that serious because sometimes people, when we vent, we think just fly out our mouth, and we may not have been that, you know, naturally with anything, you, you have to look at the context in which it's coming from. So you have to really pay attention. But if you feel unworthy in the relationship or the person makes you feel a certain way, then that is when you start, you have to start looking at it. Or even when, you know, you don't feel positive. You feel entrapped in a relationship. You feel like this is the person for you, but, you know, you can't, there's a part of you that can't deal with the emotional abuse because a lot of this is emotional abuse you know or right. even the persistent sense of betrayal let's say you have opinions or thought about certain things like me personally I was in a relationship with someone and I had certain opinions or thoughts about having friends now let's look at the word friends right why what do, do you we look at me what kind of friends now where now if this is if if it is coming from someone who I feel is a person who has character, dignity and self-respect. If they say and 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 hopefully that is who I'm choosing as a potential partner. If I feel they have some sense of self-worth, um understanding, um sense of pride, self-respect and morals. If if we're having a relationship and they tell me they have a male friend or a female or in this case a female, if they have a female friend, then I have to I should be able to give them 
a understanding or I should understand that that's really a friend because a friend is a usually a platonic relationship. That means you're not having sex with them. And for those that don't have a vast vocabulary, that means you're not fucking them. Okay? <laughs> that's what that means. If it's if it's a friend, we're not fucking. Okay? Right. We're not having sexual relationships in any form or fashion that means no part of their body is entering any of my orifices and vice versa so there is no sexual intimacy going on that's what that means okay that does not mean that you need to worry about them right means you know but again it goes back to that thing of trust though you know what i mean and it goes back to trust but it also goes back to security. If you're insecure, you're going to have these issues. And to me, whenever a person doesn't trust someone else, then you know what that means? You're not doing what the fuck you're supposed to do in the relationship. That's why you're insecure, dumbass. Right. If you if if I'm a woman and I know I'm handling my business, whatever that is, okay? Right. Whatever we define or what stood or what you give me the messages of what you need from from me as a woman and you're my man or my husband or whatever it is if you giving me the right vibe and I'm checking in with you and I think everything is all good then I don't I'm not going to have no insecurities I'm not going to worry about the next check okay I'm not going to worry about her because I'm handling my business and you you're letting me know that you're happy Now, if I'm not handling my business, then yeah, I'm going to always work about the next chick cashier, garbage person. I'm going to worry about everybody cuz I know I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm not making you feel good. I'm not making you feel important. I'm not giving you a sense of security. I'm not letting you know what you mean to me. That's when lack of trust comes in. Right. Okay? But if that said, you go back to, you know, if I feel that, you know, I feel that if you're in a secure relationship with someone and they're secure, you're secure. You can have friends. Now, friends does not mean, you know, if if your friend, if you and your friend never went out to dinner every single night, you're not going to go out to dinner every single night because you and I are together. That's dumb. Right. You know, that changes the dynamic of everything. So, okay, because a lot of times, you know, people, men or, or women sometimes take that out of concept. Right. Out of concept. Now, if that's my friend, I have no issue either telling my friend you exist and also telling, you know, letting you meet my friend. You right. shouldn't have a problem even meeting now. That's But right. if you start putting that barriers and start complaining and saying I'm doing this or I'm flying doing that, they standing of who and what I am. You never really believed in me in the beginning. You know, you got some control issues because once again, if you are, if you don't trust you have insecurities. You have right. insecurities because you know you're not doing just that you you're supposed to. And therefore exactly. at the end, at the end of the day you're ultimately undermining the entire relationship as well as me which comes back to your infamous one lack of respect. But go ahead Professor T. Love, what do you want to add? Well, to you know I agree. You know what I'm saying? And if you got a problem with me having friends, then forget about it. You know? Um because I think any <laughs> healthy relationship You know, we have to understand who we're surrounded by. Just like you want me to acknowledge who your people are, you need to acknowledge who my people are. 
okay? And, and I, and, and, and most importantly, you're gonna try to surround yourself with people that love you, that support you, got your back, you understand what I'm saying? That are there for you. You know, but if you got a problem, you think that I'm gonna become your whole world, then you're sadly mistaken. And if, to me, even if you're the type that's not really that, you know, you have, you don't really have friends like that, you might have acquaintances, you know, just your partner, whoever you're with, should, you know, you know, you know, everything, you know, things can change. You know, things can change in your life where you can go in and, and meet people and start expanding. Because I believe that as you get older, you, 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 you want to continue um, to expand your, um, your circle because you never know. You might be thinking of doing a project or you might be thinking of running a business. And it's going to require you to interact with other people. But if you think that I'm going to work in a fucking bubble because you got a problem or I am your world, then you're sadly mistaken. You understand? You cannot shield me from other people. I'm a grown-ass person. If I want somebody to touch me, then I'll let them touch me. But if I don't want you to touch me, you ain't touching me. So if you can't trust that I can handle myself, then again, you need to step aside. Uh, Adios. <laughs> Adios. Let's let them go. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you got to let them go because, you know, we don't work in a vacuum. You know, and what that says to me is you want, a, yet again, you're trying to assert your authority and your power on me. And, and sometimes, again, people will do that because especially if they're carrying the financial weight or if they feel they got the financial ability, then they're going to be like, nah, you know, I don't want you to be around these people. Let me give you what you need. But you know what? You, 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 you want to teach me stuff, but you only want to teach me enough. You don't want to teach me enough that I can grow as an individual. To me, the more that people grow in a relationship, the better it makes the relationship. Everything, the roles in the relationship don't have to be so rigid that we can't change. You know what I'm saying? You can go from a relationship where, like, let's, let's, let's give an example. You can go in a relationship where, you, you know, the, the person in there was the one initiating all the sex. And then you can go in another relationship where you're the one initiating the sex because you want to have sex. You know, or this one is the top and this one is the bottom. You know, and you might reverse with some people, especially in the gay community, some people are very adamant about not being a bottom. Okay, and there's some that are adamant about always being a top. Okay, or you know, but I don't, I don't, you know, that's them and that's their preference. I don't ascribe to that. I feel pleasure is pleasure. Let's give it to each other. You understand what I'm saying? So whether you want to be the aggressor in that moment, I don't have a problem with that. You want me to be the aggressor, I will. But my, but my point is, is that we can't be so rigid because think there are too many things going on around us as a, of the relationship that sometimes we might have to switch a little bit and you can't be uptight about that and there are people that are very uptight and the older you get the more uptight you get oh I ain't doing that I don't do that I don't do that you know what I'm saying and even though it's going to enhance the relationship oh I don't do that I don't want to do that or you know uh, why Why you want to go out there now? Why you want to take ballet lessons? Why you want to run your own business? Why you want to sell sex toys? Why not? You got a problem with it? You understand what I'm saying? 
So, like I said, you got a lot of people out here. They look progressive, but they not. They're not progressive. In turn, when I say progressive, I'm talking about in a relationship. I'm not saying that we don't respect other people's roles. I'm saying don't get so stuck. Too many people are stuck. We stuck. And we figure, you know, they losing their manhood or they losing their womanhood if they do certain things or if, um, you know, we decide we want to, say like we want to go to wine country and we want to go to different vineyards and try wine. Oh, well, you know, I don't do stuff like that. I said, you, you don't do stuff like that because you don't know what it is. And if you don't know what it is, how can you judge it? Yeah, here we go back to that word judgment. When you start judging everything I do because it's something that you're uncomfortable with. And a lot of times, a lot of these issues surround comfortability. Are they comfortable in themselves to want to do that? You know? Anyway. Exactly. All right. The next um, one we're going to do is uh, empty pretense. Smiles don't always mean everything is okay. With uncertainty, where nothing is sure, forward movements feel impossible. Brimming with envy, partners are never equal in all aspects, but that should be a source of strength, not a source of disruptive envy. Shortage of, shortage of autonomy. Anyone in a relationship has, should have the right to say no. That's right. Permeate, yeah, permeate victimhood. Oh, Lord, I know that one too well. What's that? You can't permeate victimhood. Permeate. Ooh, wow. They, so that means they live, okay. they live in victimhood. That's what that means. Right. Okay, you can't move into the fu- onto the future if you're tied to someone who's stuck in the past. I'm going to add another one. Diminishes your self-worth when you're in a relationship with someone who doesn't acknowledge your value. It can be hard to see it yourself. Okay, that, those are a lot right there. Now, empty pretense, a lot of people do that. Um, and they do that in the beginning or sometimes in the middle of the relationship. And some people, um, you know, try to get past a certain point or try to keep the relationship going because maybe in their mind it's just a rough patch. But I don't want to focus on empty pretense so much because empty pretense could be someone just saying it's okay. Not that that's, and that's not that that's good because you should express to someone what is wrong and how you're feeling. Um, and that can be connected with passive uncertainty, meaning you don't know what's going on with the relationship. You know, I remember at a certain point in one relationship I was in, you know, I never knew how the con- the morning conversation would go. You know, we right. could have a great, you know, morning text, everything is good morning, sweetie, hugs and kisses. Then when we get on the phone, it could start off good and I regret it by the end of the conversation that I should have never called. Oh, um, wow. Rim- yeah, I hate exactly. that. Oh, exactly. Jesus. Brimming, um, brimming with envy. Partners are never equal in this aspect, meaning that sometimes you can be sleeping with the enemy. They, you know, I don't. Um, 
there was that movie with Julia Roberts where she, oh, she had yeah. a husband. He was he was abusive. Yes. Now, not every not every partner has to be physically abusive to be envious of you. Now, envious of you could be, you know, your charismatic behavior or right. your your charismatic character, which I sometimes get a lot of that. You know, I'm in a, I'm dating someone and, you know, it may be hard for them to deal with what I'm doing. You know, I'm out there. People talk to me. People know me. Even people are beginning to recognize me more publicly, not just via this podcast or online, but they're recognizing me when I'm in the street, when I'm working or when I'm, you know, walking or just going to Barnes and Noble, you know, or, you know, and, and they have a problem with that. A shortage of a time where they have a problem if you say no, you know, and a lot of times women, when we're in relationships, we don't say no to our partner. We, 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 it's like, we don't want to reject them. You know, and that that could be a problem in itself. Permeates victimhood. This is a person who everything, no matter what the subject is, somehow they're the victim. They're not getting enough attention. No one pays attention to them. Life is so hard for them. No one loves them. You don't love them. You don't honor them. You don't respect them. You don't submit to them. Wow. You don't they, you know, they've always had it rough. They had to work harder because they were this way. They right. had to do this because they were that. With someone who is constantly, and, and if you look in their backyard, they have everything that they need mentally, emotionally, financially, psychologically, but yet they're still crying about being a victim on some kind of petty shit. Right. You have to ask yourself, what is going on here? Why right. are you still crying about this? Why, why are you still, you know, what is, this, what is this whining? You know what I'm saying? Why are you whining? Yeah. What, what is wrong here? Of course. And then a lot of times with them constantly talking about how they're, they're, they've been victimized. Oh, no one helps them. Life is hard. This, now, mind you, they could be set financially or they could be beautiful or they could, you know, they could be a superstar. But all they talk about is how people don't help them. People are not supportive of them. They're not this. In them doing so, believe it or not, they are secretly, it, it, subconsciously, it's diminishing your self-worth. Wow. Because listen, if you're calling them and you're talking to them and you're trying to be a friend to them, even if you have your own life going on, you're trying to be a friend to them, you're trying to be there for them, and you know, you think that you guys are working on a relationship, you guys are trying to build some kind of foundation to take take it from where you are to the next level and all they it can point what you know what they need they need a wife they need a companion then that diminishes your self-worth that your self-value what they're saying is you know what what you're doing is not good enough you listening to me you talking to you to me you being there for me it's not good enough right i need somebody who's really doing the job Right. You gotta ask yourself, well, why the hell am I sitting here listening to all of this or trying to be supportive and be there for you if you don't even acknowledge it? That's See the right. difference? And that, and over a period of time, that can eat at your emotional self. That That's can right. eat at your self-esteem. And it eats at your self-worth. Because if you're constantly there for me, doing something for me, and I don't acknowledge it, 
I don't recognize it. And I turn around and say, oh, and this goes for business relationship too. Oh, I need a real assistant. I need I need a real wife. I need a real companion. And what is that, a real wife? What does that mean? Uh, is that in the dictionary? A real wife? <laughs> I don't know what it means. Is a real yeah, man a in real the dictionary? <laughs> a real a real woman? <laughs> Can you like define I mean, that? Can you define that define that for me? I don't I don't know. I'm not sure. What I is the um, what's the requirements? <laughs> well that's what they're saying. They're they're saying meaning they're tearing down the very thing that you're trying to do for them you're trying to be there for you and maybe that's all you have to give because you have a busy schedule yourself or you're still in your own self-discovery mode you know when you get in a relationship and you express to someone you're in your own self-discovery mode and trying to balance your own life and get it on a certain level then okay then that's cool and that's when the person has to be like okay well you know i do have my needs and they, they, you know, they're not acknowledging any attempts that you're trying to do. Now, mind you, prior to your existence, they didn't have shit. They didn't have nobody to talk to. Nobody wanted to talk to their ass. So they was just too impossible to deal with. But the very thing that you're doing is not good enough. Yeah. That's not good enough. Right. You know, and um, I mean, you know, what, is, what are these definitions? Uh, you know, I get tired of people, oh, I need a real person. I said, well, are you a real person? Yes. Okay, well then I'm a real person too. Right. You know, but they they're, talk they're like, talking you about know, they when, when people talk and talk like that, you know, I'm thinking, mm, is that something I can order on Amazon? Exactly. You know, but is what, this, you uh, know one of these um what is, what is it now? People can buy blow up dolls, not blow up dolls no more, robotic. Robotic uh, uh people. Yeah, know? robotic sex dolls. Right, robotic sex dolls. So I mean, like, a, a real person is that something I can order? Because I'm, you know, last I checked, I'm flesh. So, um, so I don't know what this real person is. Because I mean, you know, am I fake or something? I mean, you know, maybe I am fake. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm well, saying? Well, it's a, it's a real. They, they need a real. In, in the incident I'm thinking of, is they need a real companion. They need a. They went white. You know, obviously, what I wasn't doing wasn't enough. But right. I never. You know, I expressed it. Like I said, I was in my own. But it's okay. You know, I don't want to harp on that. Let's go uh, to some other ones because I really want to get through a lot of these as much as possible. Right. Um, Lace with, with dishonesty. Every lie between partners undercuts a little bit of the relationship. Makes you unhappy. If someone is constantly making you unhappy, you owe it to yourself to let that person go. Feels uncomfortable. Sometimes your mind needs more time to discover what your heart already knows. Right. Um, the other one is lowers your high standards. Toxic right. relationships. <laughs> Ooh, Lord, amen on this one. Toxic relationships can cause us to slowly begin accepting what was not was right. what, what was not once was not acceptable. acceptable. Right. Uh, okay. And you want to tap on some of these? <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, well, go ahead. Tackle. You know, like I said, um, toxic relationships do lower your standards. Uh, meaning, like, you know, they cause us to accept what was not acceptable, and sometimes we've been accepting what has not been acceptable, which is not acceptable for a long time, and we become immune to that. And when we start becoming immune to things 
that really are destroying us, mm-hmm. we're going to need time to detox. And you had mentioned mm. that. You mentioned about about detoxing. And um, because remember, you know, when we're in a relationship like that, we have to purge our soul. You know, it's mm-hmm. not about just purging our skin and purging our stomach. You're purging you, your soul, your spirit. You're purging mm-hmm. that because we've allowed, and I have to say this on this level, we've allowed somebody's spirit and or spirits, because you got people that are occupied by a lot of spirits, not just one spirit. And I know mm-hmm. I'm talking on another level, but, I, but at this stage of the game, we can't talk about just flesh and skin and bone. We have to talk about our spirit because the spirit is what is who we are, meaning what makes us be alive. And mm-hmm. we have to purge that, you know, because let's face it, you've allowed them to get in your brain, in your blood, in your skin. You allowed them to get in every fiber of you. You got to get them out. It's like an exorcism. You have to, ex- <laughs> you, I'm serious. Listen, I'm going deep now. We have mm-hmm. to exercise that because mm-hmm. if we don't exercise it, it will be in the in our belly, so that when something flares up, we're gonna react in a very harmful way. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm being real now, being real, and and also this thing of you become stagnant. We never want to become desensitized. That is the worst thing that we can become is become stagnant. Because you know what? Stagnant is stink. Stagnant stinks. That's a good. That's a good word. Stagnant stinks. SS. Okay. Okay, it does. Well, uh, I want to add to that. Um, I want to point out, <clears throat> it's true you do become stagnant. And what we don't understand with toxicity or being in a toxic relationship, you're right. It does get into our soul. It gets into our skin. It gets into everything. But some of the signs of something becoming toxic has to do with um, our changing of things that meant a lot to us. Right. Meaning if you were the type of person that worked out every day, let's say you prayed, let's say you ate, I, I don't even want to pick on food because sometimes after great sex you do have bad food, so I don't want to pick on food so much. But that's last on my list. But if you stop doing the things that were important to you and, you know, or, you know, you can't meet the deadlines that you normally would meet when you're working. Or if you find yourself getting on probation at your job, if you have a job, or you're not promoting your business like you should. And you notice that all of these behaviors that you acquired or got were because you were in this toxic relationship or because you're in this relationship. Then... If you're, if you're lacking in these areas and you're not the best who you can be and you are grouchy, you're angry, you're bitter, you're depressed, then guess what? It's time for you to let that go. It's time for you to detox. It's time for you to realize. And the hardest part is realizing and recognizing that that is a toxic relationship that you're in. That you may be in a relationship with a, a narcissist. You may be in a relationship who is totally, someone who is totally unstable mentally, emotionally, and psychologically. 
and therefore it is throwing off your balance, your spirit, of who you are. And you got to get back to yourself. You got to regroup. Now you talk about on a spiritual level, but I'm also talking about that's when you, you know, once you decide to let that person go, you need to go get some sage. And you need to burn that sage in the house because sage is what was used by the American Indians to, to ward off you know what? evil spirits. I need to buy some sage. Thank you for that. <laughs> You need, need to get sage. some sage. You need to do a morning detox. Like every morning, you need to get up at a minimum and have hot water and lemon because you need to detox your body. Then you eventually have to detox your mind. So that means on occasion, you need to cut that cell phone off. You need to cut that TV yes. off. Yes. You need yes. to just sit somewhere quiet Preach. and detox. Because what right. you're doing is you're detoxing. Not only are you detoxing your mind, you're detoxing your body, you're detoxing your home, you're detoxing your spirit. You need to get back to whatever it is that made you feel good. Whatever it is that made you you. That's, That's right. What's important. What do you? Okay? That's you speak you Oprah. Speak Oprah. <laughs> and once you start doing that, then you get back to the road of recovery. And you got to acknowledge it. Sometimes, you know, you got to shut things down for spiritual maintenance. You got to go back and get in touch with that. And we as humans, we as people, we as individuals, we get so caught up into this everyday life, and especially with these electronic devices and this social media. I'm starting, you know what? I'm starting to not like these damn cell phones. I'm serious. I'm really, like, getting kind of turned on because you know why? I'm seeing every day that we got our freaking faces in the phone and less uh, <coughs> communication with people in the street. And that's, that's how bad it's getting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That face-to-face interaction is is really is diminishing, and then we wonder why our relationships are messed up. Don't too. work. That's right. Well, it don't work. Because if you can't, if you can only talk to someone via text, so you can't talk to them in person, then that's not the person you want to be with. Because eventually you want to be with them. But that's why I said it's important to detox from that. It's important to take a break when you are in a relationship. You have to, you have to take the time, and you have to do what you need to do for yourself. Right. You know, we don't do that. We don't get into that. You know, and that's what I'm saying. You have to slowly do that so you can get back refreshed. You know, refresh and reboot, just like you do to your com- you do to see your fe- cell phone when it freezes up or doesn't work. What's the first thing you call text for? Did you reboot the, the phone? Did right. you turn it on and off? Right. You need to turn yourself on and off. Right. You need to do that, that because you can be. A- Go ahead. No, no, I'm saying you need to reboot, meaning like go get a massage, go get go to the go go with it. The agents do your feet. Because all of your organs are at the bottom of your feet, you need to you need to get your organs back into alignment, get your body and your muscles into alignment. Whether that's through exercise, whether that's through I play an instrument. I'm a professional musician. A lot of people think that professional musicians don't work out, but we do, because our instead of our energy being used like if you're in an exercise room, our energy is focused energy. So when you're using all of your fiber, all of your being to focus on one thing and that's playing your music, guess what? We sweat, we get tired too. But my point is, do something that brings your focus back. Whether that's getting a massage, whether that's having sex, whether that's um, working out, whether that's going and studying something, whether that's going to a self-improvement class, going to a business class, 
get your focus back. Because sometimes we get caught up with the relationship that we forget about all the other stuff that's important to us that's around us. Okay, but remember also, ladies and gentlemen, when you're in the toxic world, it may apply more to women, but I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to say it doesn't apply to men. But a lot of times when we are in a toxic relationship, we can lose our sex drive. We lose our sexiness. We lose the very thing of part of who we are. And at the end of the day, all humans are eventually sexual creatures in one form or fashion. Okay. So let me finish these last um, these last three and we would have successfully got through this. Um, senses of stagnant. Growth and learning are vital. You can't afford to be cut off from them. Cut, cut corners. Nothing is ever worth cutting corners or accepting anything that is second rate. Filled with criticism. A non-stop barrage of criticism never helps anyone improve. It's not about making things better, but boosting the critic's ego. I know that one brings out the worst. If you are con- consistent, constantly being your worst, you cannot be your best self, cannot do anything right. If you cannot do anything right, maybe the relationship is all wrong. Now, these are the last, these are the last five of this article. And I want to point out, it's basically all of these things come together. Um, this article lays out the full 35. But all of these things, you have to take a a self-assessment of yourself. There are signs within us that we get. And sometimes we ignore those in our rush to have a relationship, our rush to not be alone. Because society says we shouldn't be alone. It's not healthy to be alone. But it is. It's okay to be alone for a little while. It's okay because if you don't, if you can't be alone with yourself, then how are you going to be alone with somebody else? And sometimes you can be in a relationship and be alone. You know, and a lot of times in these relationships that eventually become toxic, this is when somebody points out what you're not doing right. And whether they do that directly or indirectly, and indirectly, like I said, you're there, you're talking to them, you're trying to be supportive, and they constantly tell you they need a companion. They need a wife. They want a wife. As a good friend pointed out, that doesn't mean they're saying they want you to be the companion. They're not saying they want you to be the wife. They're not saying they want you to be the husband. They're not saying they want you to be the business partner. They're not saying they want you to be the assistant. (laughs) That's right. Okay? It's you. You, I mean, if they're saying I need a companion, they're not saying I need you to be a better companion or I like you to be the best companion. No, they're not saying that. They say I need a companion. As if they're talking to themselves or talking to somebody else. Right. As if you did absolutely nothing. So they're pointing out, they're not even pointing out your best. And if they're not not acknowledging your best, all you're going to see is the worst in yourself. Okay, you're you're going to feel, you're going to be filled with criticism. You know, and a lot of times they do this to boost their own ego. You know, and this is how they they, um, propagate their beliefs. You know, when I spoke earlier about friends, and this person kept saying to me, oh, you know, you can't expect me to trust other men, you know, they felt, or they would point out, because I had male friends, now mind you, a lot of my male friends, we just talk on the phone, we don't, nothing happens, we don't go to lunch, you know, I understand they may have a life, 
and I may know their girlfriend, I know their wife, or whatever. Hey, how you doing? I respect everyone. If they can't talk to school, it's not a big deal. I don't get upset. It's no difference in my girlfriend. If my girlfriend's got somebody, I don't trip over it. I just, hey, I'll talk to you later. It's not right. a big deal. That's you right. know, I'm not gonna inter- I'm not gonna interrupt their relationship for whatever my needs. But this person pointed out because I had male friends, this is why I didn't have successful relationships because these male friends were in my life, as if these male friends was even taken away from them. But the problem is they didn't even want to know those male friends existed because they wanted to be the only person in my life, the only person of significance, the only person that I thought of, the only person that I needed, the only person that I got advice from, the only person I believed in. (laughs) So they were filled with their own ego. So what did you want to add to that before we tie this all up? Well, you know, just basically... You know, do you? At the end, the better, the more centered you are, the more you have your individuality, the better you can bring to a relationship and the better you can see what you want and what you don't want. What we want to do is learn from our mistakes. We all make mistakes because that's what makes us human. The only perfect one, as they say, is Jesus Christ, God. So... We have to know from our own experiences what we want, what we see, because we can see it ahead now. Now we've gotten so much experience, we can see what we want. And when we hear these things coming from people, those are signals. Don't wait to get into the relationship to find out this guy's a dickhead. Don't do that. You understand? I I watch what people say, and I watch what they do, and I I have to know what, what syncs with me. And if I feel it doesn't sync with my spirit, or, or I don't feel that what you're saying lines up with me, I'm not going to deal with you. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a person that I have to guard my space, my, my, my area, you know, and I have to guard my spirit. And if I feel that I sense any sign that you're trying to be possessive of me, or if I, I find that you're trying to not be non-communicative, because I'm the type of person I like to communicate. And I had to get better at communicating. And I think one thing that we're not taught, especially I feel in the black community, community, we're very communicative for other things. But when it comes to the relationships, we stop talking. And that's very deadly. Because if we can talk to other people and communicate who we are and what we do, we should be able to take that and communicate that to each other. So always communicate. Always communicate. But one thing I'm very big on is protect your space. Because, listen, life is short, and you want to make sure that you try to get with people that edify you, that help you to grow. And I'm not saying people don't have hang-ups, but you're not going to carry their hang-ups. They got to work those hang-ups up, work those hang-ups out. They got to work it out. Go see somebody, and I'm, I'm keep telling people, stop thinking the shrink is only for white people. The shrink is not only for white people. If you need to go see a doctor, go see a doctor. Don't wait till you get the illness to go see the doctor. Don't wait till you become an alcoholic to go see a doctor. Don't wait till you get venereal disease to go see a doctor. Go to the doctor and find out how you can correct yourself. That's what I'm going to end with. Uh, Absolutely. But you're absolutely right. It is so important that we recognize and take... We, we need to take ownership. We need to take stock. We need to take inventory of ourselves so that right. we can identify, that we can know and realize 
who we are before we even attempt to get with someone else in any form of fashion, whether it's a business partner, whether it's a lover, it's a friend, even friends. That's right. You know, toxic relationships can go with everything. If you're in any kind of, if you're in any kind of relationship and the person or it is not beneficial, it is not helping you be the best you, they're not really, I mean, yes, friends are going to tell you the truth and sometimes it may hurt, but we have to be careful with that and we have to understand that that, you know, but it's also how they deliver it. You know what I mean? If a friend loves you, they're going to deliver the pain, but they're going to deliver it. They're going to deliver it on a glass, a glass plate. You know, with all the fixing and trimmings, but it's still enough pain to let you know that you got to wake up and change. So, but if it's a personal, intimate relationship, it's the same thing. If you, you know, there's going to be bumpy times, there's going to be rough times, there's going to be things that said. But if it's draining you, it's hurting you, and you're not growing, and you're not being the best that you can be, then it's time for you to let that go. It's time for you to detox mentally, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically away from that person. I'm going to leave on that note. You know, all right. So, so, professor, tell everybody how they can get in contact with you and reach you and buy those fabulous toys you got. Okay, you can you can buy any adult products and even lingerie because we're moving into that soon. Uh, well, we have it on the website, which is www.prosablack.com. You can reach me on Instagram at pob professor. You can reach me on Twitter, pearls of black. The professor at Pearls Black on Twitter. You can reach me on Facebook as the professor. Pearls of Black is on there. You can send me any kind of message. You can also email me. Talk to the professor at gmail.com. You can also email me at the professor at love, sex, and relationships.com. You can leave a message on my website. There's all those different ways you can contact me. If you need to talk to me, make an appointment, or you want to buy products, or you want to have a coaching session, because we're also working on that and better lifestyle as well as health. What about you, T-Love? Well, you can catch Professor T-Love on a bowl of soul, a mixed stew of soul music radio network right here on Live365.com, where we give you 365 days of soul 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, in which you can listen to a bowl of soul, a mixed of soul music, which is also broadcasted on the Progressive Radio Network, www.prn.fm at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fridays and at 3 p.m. Pacific. You can also catch Love, Sex, and Relationships with the Professor and Professor T-Love right here on Live 365, and the show will be rebroadcasted again for your listening pleasure, and it will be scheduled for you to listen to. Uh, usually we're on at 8 p.m. on Wednesdays, and we're going to try to start some stuff where we'll be on Fridays where we can, you know, we go a little bit deeper um, in, in terms of our topics, and, you know, we hope that you stay engaged and try to have a better relationship. You can also follow me on Facebook at Ebola Soul. Um, on Twitter and also on Facebook at uh, Bold of Soul, a mixed of soul music on Twitter. You can follow me also. Uh, you can email me at a bowl of soul at gmail.com and you can go to my website www.abolasoul.com where you can listen to some of my music archives uh, especially doing classic soul, independent soul, new R&B and old R&B like uh, uh, you know my man was saying 
that the music when your mama and father was uh, together. You understand what I'm saying? So you definitely can check out a bowl of soul, a mix two of soul music. And definitely, if you're interested in sponsoring a bowl of soul as well as love, sex, and relationships, please get in contact with me at a bowl of soul at gmail.com. And the professor, can you give them your email address as well? Um, you can reach me at the professor at love, sex, and relationship, or talk to the professor at gmail.com. All right, so we want to tell you thank you for tuning in and listening to Love, Sex, and Relationships about toxic relationships. Definitely keep your eye out for that because there's a lot of toxic toxicity in this world today, and we need to know what the signs are. So, Professor. I, you know, we had a great show, and just tell the people we, you know, have a good night. Good night. Good night, y'all. <laughs>